What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 121 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. Maybe talking to the mic. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, and, of course, it wouldn't be our show if we didn't have the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, taking Dumpkins and getting Blumkins, step aside the Batman and make way for the Scat Man, nothing makes him moan like a rusty trombone, the phenomenal A.J. Singh. Man, I wouldn't even want a Blumkin. That sounds <laughs> disgusting. <Yeah. laughs> Like, uh, both people who take part in that are disgusting. <laughs> how do you... How do... Uh, yeah, what is the mindset of either person in that exchange? How could you... Like, if you were the receiving end, how could you just not be, like, incredibly just feeling, like, ashamed and yeah. guilty and horrible? It, it's almost got to be like a BDSM thing. Like, one person likes to dominate and the other one likes <laughs> yeah. to take it, right? I guess. But, I mean, even when you're dominating, you're still smelling your own shit. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> I want to know where the term Blumkin came from. Is that a German thing? They're into scap <laughs> Oh, stuff. yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> Blumkin. Blumkin. <laughs> The entomology of Blumpkin. <laughs> we'll have to dig into that. And get that. Um, well, we all did watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, uh, but uh, we'll we'll review that at the end in case anyone's hasn't seen it as maybe leery of spoilers. Uh, man, did you guys watch anything else this week? Uh, I watched like a Netflix movie last night. I, I was trying to find the name of it, but I can't right now. I'll look for it. But um, it was like a Korean movie. Uh, well, it was an American and Korean movie. Like uh, essentially, the the main character is like a, a an American citizen whose mom was from Korea, moved to America, and they had like a difficult life. And uh, it's like basically like the nightmare of any anybody who's like second generation American, or like because. Uh, they're being haunted by their first generation parents <laughs> who are disappointed in them. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like jerking off and his dead <laughs> mom comes in. It's like, it's like stereotypical because like, you know, angry East Asian parent <laughs> <you know? laughs> and kid who's like, let it go. I don't want anything to do with you anymore. I've changed and everything. <laughs> but it was just like, you know, I felt like it was very targeted (laughs) (laughs) i was surfing around netflix the other day and i noticed like a lot of like uh you know maybe because it's like a squid game success but i noticed like a lot of asian language like shows on there and movies and stuff yeah i think it's a smart move like because my sister started watching a show on there that's like a Egyptian. I think it's called like Paranormal or something like that. And, uh, you know, I think they're starting to get like really good content from other countries and like putting it in all, all in one place where you can start watching like international shows that are good instead of just like the same crap they've been pouring out that's, you know, been like American shows, but low budget, low quality. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're headed in that direction. If they are, I think it's a smart move. Yeah, you might as well like capitalize on it and get like the best, you yeah. know, programming from other countries that we don't know about. You yeah, know? And it's probably cheaper to make in other countries also. So. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, they can probably make it a lot cheaper in certain places. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, I've watched. Well, I watched Guardians today. I've watched maybe like half of the uh, the Wednesday series, which is good. I I wouldn't say necessarily great, but good enough to to keep watching. So. I, I saw the trailer for it. So, like, the premise is, like, sh- 
Like, are they not at their home? They're like, she's at some sort of like weird school or something. Right. She got got in trouble in normie school, so they decided to send her off to this boarding school for like weird children. <laughs> they just we happen to have a, a school for freak shows. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of like it's like Harry Potter slash Adam's family because there's like there's people with powers there. There's like werewolves and some people with like. Almost like magical abilities. Oh, so they're like really leaning into the supernatural. Right. And she has some like psychic abilities herself. But there's also like, there have been some murders on campus. So there's a little bit of mystery. And like, ooh, I might have to watch it then. Yeah, it's actually interesting. <laughs> a lot of red herrings going on. But also, it's also got like this kind of like, like teen drama aspect, I guess. Oh, so the, it's kind of like kind of like in Enola Holmes that I was talking about. <laughs> but yeah, it's got some different vibes going on, but not bad. You're making it sound kind of like Riverdale. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> I hope the writing is better. <laughs> I never watched Riverdale, but I heard some. I was listening to a podcast with like people that watch it, and they said it got uh, like really weird, where like the kids got superpowers and shit or yeah. something. And it's like it's like Archie and Jughead and like. You know, yeah, one uh, of them basically becomes like Scarlet Witch at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, man. Well, <laughs> I, I think it was like uh, create like a spectacle so that people will come in every week just to watch. Like, what the hell? Just makes it doing? make it ab- as absurd as yeah. possible. Just a little more every week. Yeah, because yeah, even the actors in the show were like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it works in shows, but like, yeah, if it was just Archie and Jughead, maybe. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Let's be frank. Mm. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking about, you know, the the Wednesday Adams thing. And, like, it seems like, you know, having a recognizable, like, IP name is, like, really important. That That's why they're making, like, so many, like, you know, shows and movies off of old shows and movies. But do you guys think, like, like are there certain, like, old TV shows, like, you would actually like them? To see them go back to, or that you're maybe surprised they haven't. <laughs> Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> that is one you think about. Like, what would a modern day Gilligan's Island be? I did watch a lot of Gilligan's Island, but uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> who who wouldn't kick the shit out of Thurston Howell at third and like the second week? You fucking uppity bitch. <laughs> I feel yeah. like these days uh, it would be like a political commentary, like, like on you the ain't got shit here. <laughs> nothing here <laughs> I, I really liked uh, it's not that old but i really liked night court if they remade oh, that yeah. i would be down for that it's weird the night court was even like remotely entertaining yeah that is weird <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it was a weird thing for me to watch as a kid yeah i did <laughs> How did how did it keep us entertained? I don't it know. Just ran, I don't, I don't remember stuff. much about it. It's like everybody was a character in one of those shows. John uh, John Larrikat Larrikat was uh, like the playboy, like wild. He was guy. like he was like dirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in retrospect, though, does he seem like a guy like a lot of women would want to fuck? <laughs> I don't know. He was a good looking guy. Okay, but he was always trying to fuck the blonde lawyer, right? And oh, she was yeah. always probably. Trying to down. <laughs> He's like, uh, I guess I'll have to go fuck Ross somewhere. <laughs> there was a, I think the blonde lawyer was into the judge. Was yeah, that? I think they did. Like they, they kind of toyed around with the relationship or something, something. like that. Wasn't like before, before the blonde lady. Wasn't there like a? Didn't she replace like another woman 
It could have been. I don't remember. I, don't remember I think so. But that show ran for like quite a few seasons, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, if they, if they made that, uh, I'd be down for it. <laughs> That's a fun show. You know what? One thing that I think would work is uh so my dad's a big fan of the old uh wild wild west like tv show and that's what they based like the will smith movie on mm. i kind of think because so many people hated the will smith movie maybe that's why they haven't gone back to it but if you watch those and i haven't watched a ton of them but it's essentially like james bond mixed with the wild west like he's got his like partner that's kind of like q that's always making like you know different contraptions and shit for him and so i'm like i think that could totally work like a james bond western like i think you could repackage that possibly what about kung fu <laughs> i mean what was the plot of kung fu he just wandered around and like he was wandering around the west and but like his thing was like he didn't want to fight anybody kind of like uh samurai jack and then uh like people always start fights with him <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. hey they're quiet guy <laughs> oh actually now that i'm thinking of it i think they did recently do a reboot of kung fu but now it's like a woman and she's like in the city or something Oh, I haven't even what heard of it. What the fuck? I'm, I think it might have been like a CW thing. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but I'm pretty sure it's a thing. Interesting. Like, it doesn't resemble the old show at all, except for name. <laughs> and it's trash. <laughs> I think the consensus was it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you you felt like you had to learn Kung Fu. Like, the world is so dangerous, and there's always some biker gang looking to start <laughs> something with somebody. <laughs> There were, yeah, like random gangs. Like, this is a problem. I mean, my first obsession was the Ninja Turtles. So right there, you know, you would at least learn learn to be a ninja. Is there, there, there's a Ninja Turtle coming out where the, uh, they do the Last Ronin story? Oh, the comic? Yeah. Yeah, they did do something like that where like. It's not out, is it? I, I think it is. it is. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think uh, there have been even like video breakdowns of the comic. Huh. Yeah, I think the basic plot is like it's in the future and like all but one of the turtles is dead. Yeah, yeah. So, but there's yeah, a, I think it is out. There's a channel called Comic Story and he he covers a lot of those stories. Yeah. Because did it pass through the theaters or it's out? It just came out. Oh, yeah, it's just a comic. Yeah, book. it's just a comic so far. No, no, there, it's going to be a movie. Oh, oh that, I that I have not heard anything about. Okay. Where did you hear Coming this? Coming sometime in the future. Did you hear this on a credible site, or was it just like a... I, I think I saw like a trailer. No. If it was, it was just like a fan-made thing. No. Animated, or what? I feel like there'd be a lot of hype for that. No, yeah. CGI. No. <laughs> I don't know what you saw. It, it had to have been like... Well, I, ne- f- I never read the, the comic, The Last Ronin, so I didn't make that up. No, I mean, that's what I thought you were talking about, because that's the only context I've heard that in. I, I don't not think heard... I've read any Ninja Turtle comics. No, that's not true. I have. At some yeah, point. you did some of the early some of the new IDW ones. stuff. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I haven't heard of a. Uh... Well, I think it's coming. Just so you know. <laughs> okay. Maybe he had like a like a a dream or something. <laughs> like... well, it'd have to be like partly prophetic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, uh... as many like like nerdy like podcasts and stuff I listen to, I would have thought that would have came across my my algorithm somewhere i don't know i mean <laughs> i think it's out there who owns that it's property coming. is that warner brothers uh no it's paramount oh okay nickelodeon yeah <clears throat> nickelodeon i mean i wouldn't be surprised to see it get adapted into a movie i heard i haven't seen it i haven't read the story or anything but yeah I heard me it's neither really good. but uh, i've read a lot of the other uh idw ninja turtle comics in there they're, it's a good series it's mm-hmm. really good um, God, what else, uh, you guys? The only I haven't watched much this this week. I, I did watch the season finale of Andor. 
I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that ended nicely. It wrapped up nicely. You know, I'm definitely on board for, you know, if they, if like Tony Gilroy said is true, if they only do one more season, I'm certainly on board for it. Yeah, I would, I, I definitely, uh, yeah, hopefully there's more than that, but maybe it's just not getting enough traction. But no, it's been very good. I, I assume like it did well enough for them that they'll do another season or finish it out i but i did hear that like their numbers weren't as good as like the other star wars properties which you know i can understand but i think it's good for them to have this kind of variety marvel pay attention <laughs> <laughs> i i mean we talked about it last week but i, I do hope they are paying attention yeah. yeah and then i started uh just last night i started csi vegas season two uh, I thought I heard that music emanating from somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, what was this, like people getting raped or something? <laughs> uh, just killed so far, but uh, that does happen sometimes. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if we're allowed to say that word on YouTube. Oh, yeah, you probably shouldn't have. I think it does because yeah. even like I uh, watch your mom's house a lot and they started bleeping that word. Okay. R-worded. <laughs> yeah, we, we probably... Well, the R word is something else. I heard that. <laughs> well, I heard that that R word, and um, I think the C word too, like causes troubles with the YouTube oh, okay. algorithm. <laughs> how, how do the English do? <laughs> I don't know. Right, like yeah. maybe in certain contexts they allow it, but like, I'm sure their algorithm it has an accent. I'm sure their algorithm yeah. can't like you know pick out you know. <laughs> I, I mean, it probably could, but I wouldn't think they'd run that over every single video. It's too much. Yeah, I don't. That, that's a lot of computation. But you, well, you know what though? Like these days, like when you um, upload a video, like it, it does do this thing where it says like, you know, checks completed, no issues found, mm. and like I don't know if that's more for like. Uh, I assume that's probably more for like a search for copyrighted material. Rather than bad words, but, you know, it does give you that. It, it does filter, like, everything that's uploaded, it does do some sort of check on. Man, if, if they're doing a search for copyright material, that means there's a database of copyright material that they're checking against, right? I that must be massive. Oh, yeah, it would be. be like Especially if it's, like, both video and audio. Like pictures and audio. Okay. That'd be a lot. Maybe that's why it takes so long to upload videos. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might process it on the on the back end that much. It seems like it'd be a huge yeah. cost. Because I thought they'd pretty much just wait for people to hand them like copyright strikes or whatever, and they're like, oh, yeah. Well, that's another thing is, too, that I see a ton of videos that still have copyrighted material yeah, in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, fuck, people like post movies and stuff, and sometimes they'll get yeah. taken yeah, down. Yeah, they don't but... get caught for a while. I watch live sporting events on youtube <laughs> <laughs> there's even like i, I listened to a, a quentin T tarantino's podcast where they talk about like old movies and like most of them are ones i've never even heard of but a lot of times they'll say you know this one's available on youtube and it i think it's just because like it is a copyrighted material but like so little people give a shit that like you know, maybe after yeah. they put a spotlight on it, it gets taken down. I, I, I watched one. Might have been because he talked about it. I, it's a, the the Western with Marlon Brando. I forget what it's called, but uh, it got in this weird limbo spot where it was like not copyrighted or something. Oh, like some weird thing like that. But yeah, it was something weird. But uh, it was it was a good Western. Yeah, I think I think certain I think like sort of like the twenty year limit for copyrights. And so, like, if a movie's, like, a certain age, it's free to the public to use or something? Well, I think this one just got passed around, and it didn't get renewed on accident somehow or something oh, okay. weird, but 
But yeah, it's like the only thing Brando directed and starred in. But it was good. Yeah, I've watched a couple videos on there. And then they have like shitty ones with ads and stuff like that. <laughs> so occasionally if you're desperate. Doesn't like Stephen King do like some weird thing where like you can like for a dollar like basically buy the rights to like, you know, make something out of one of his properties. But then, like, if you actually sell it, then he's going to make money off of it or something weird like that. I hadn't heard of that. I, I would think it would be a decent strategy where you yeah. just allow, like, you get royalties off whatever people decide to do. That's a great idea. I mean... I mean, it, it seems like a solid strategy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of his shit does get made into really shitty movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of his stuff, I think, will be revisited and maybe be more successful, but... Oh, I'm sure it will. I mean... Look at it. It used to be a TV movie, and then they redid it. Yeah, the f- first it movie. I don't. I think I did watch it once upon a time, but I think both times the it movies came out, people felt stronger about the first one than the second one. Like both times, they liked the first one with the kids. Oh yeah, compared to the adults. With the I, oh, yeah, just, well, I was talking about like the original with the uh, oh Tim Curry, Tim Curry one. But yeah, the first the first one of the new two is uh, definitely better. That's the only one I saw. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The the old one used to come on TV all the time. Oh, did it? Yeah, I to- knew it existed, but I never wa- watched it. You mm-hmm. know, like that scene. There's a scene in it where um, where this girl comes to her father's house, who's kind of creepy, like with her. Oh, and yeah. uh, like it just pretends to be this old woman and acts really creepy, and th- that stuck with me like ever since childhood. <laughs> I was like, man, creepy old women just <laughs> creepy old women and clowns are ugly. Like an old lady coming down the street, and you just cross to the other side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's like a, a trope in movies. They always use like this old woman to like be a creepy thing, right? <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Chills down my spine. Shit. <laughs> uh, there was a that movie Legion, where this uh, old woman goes up to this pregnant like waitress, and uh, she goes, "Your baby's gonna die," <laughs> or something like that. And like she like starts crawling on the walls. Is it like a vampire movie or something? No, it's like a biblical movie or something. Like I kind of remember like seeing the trailer for it, but I didn't know exactly what. Yeah, that scene's in the trailer. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like if I did get scared easier, like maybe horror movies would be funner. But like the reason I watched like it chapter one is because a lot of people online were saying, "Oh, it's so scary," and then I watched it, I was like. This wasn't very scary. <laughs> I think as a kid, like it's it's frightening because you're like you know you're a kid in an adult's world, so you know big old clown he could mess you up real bad. Yeah, but yeah, if you're a kid watching, it probably would be scary. But yeah. I mean, I heard the casting was good for this. I didn't see the second mm, one. Yeah, I didn't either. But uh, I heard yeah, like the adults played like the characters, the kids. Like they, it seemed like a good continuation of the characters. I did see the breakdown of it. Uh, I I watch all the breakdowns, <laughs> all the scary movies. I, I feel I feel like you like know of a lot of scary yeah. movies, even if you haven't watched them. Yeah. Um, I have like a vague recollection <laughs> of many scary movies. Like I can pick out a title, and you're like, I vaguely know yeah. what that's about. <laughs> I know enough for it to be ruined for me. <laughs> I know the twist. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> What, like, do you have like a favorite horror movie, like one you've actually watched? I, I think it's It Follows. That was just such a creepy movie. Yeah, 
I definitely had those dreams a couple times. Yeah. Creepy ass. Follow your own dreams. So well done. Like, even the premise is crazy. Like, it's silly. But just the way it's done, it's like, oh, my God. You know, I don't care how creepy this premise is. This is just looks nuts, man. <laughs> yeah. Now, that, was a, that one was pretty good. Yeah. I would say that's my number one right now. Gosh, I saw... Uh, man, what was that one? We were talking about Midsummer. He directed that other movie. Oh, Hereditary. Hereditary. I saw that Actually, one, too. It was creepy. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of horror movies, but I did see that one. She like cut her own head off and shit. I was like, "This is fucking creepy ass shit." It's all the breakdown to that too. There's like a lot of nuanced stuff that goes into that movie. There's a lot of psychological horror, and it's just like a feeling of like uneasiness, like the whole time you're just like, "What's go? What is this?" Yeah. I always feel let down by the end of horror movies. Like, like that one was okay, and then I get to the end, and I'm like, oh, it's just like this weird cult. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, were, they played it off as like psychological, then it was actually you know, like supernatural yeah. at the end. So, yeah. Uh, Midsummer is almost purely psychological, and it was yeah. creepy. Do you watch that one? I saw the breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one definitely had less of a creepy ass shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, it's weird. The weirdness factor it gets me. I like. You know, speaking of, uh, was he? Have, oh yeah, well, I was gonna say, did, did he have another movie coming? I don't remember. I'm not sure. Uh, but you mentioned like good endings to movies, and I, I was like, Cabin in the Woods had like the most escalating, wild. Uh, that was that was an ending I really liked. You know, I came out of nowhere. I saw that movie and I don't remember the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I remember the ending. I remember there's a lot, like so much random and crazy shit going on. I mean, I remember like the twist in the middle, right? Yeah. That's the thing that kind of stands out about it, but I don't remember how it ended. <laughs> I mean, basically, uh, everything goes south. <laughs> like, uh, I, I'm pretty sure there's no survivors at the end of the Oh, movie. that's right. Like, they all escape, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, it just escalates and escalates, and you get to the point where it's like these, you know, in, in what, what, eldritch-type gods and stuff, you know, involved, and you're just like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> I mean, I admire that they at least, like did something different with that movie like went in a direction you wouldn't necessarily expect yeah know? yeah 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 you're right it, it takes a big turn yeah that's probably like what the end of the first act it goes completely sideways right yeah it was a good idea yeah I, I, yeah yeah it was yeah. fun it was all about just your preconceived notions are just completely done over with you, you're not going to get anything you expect well, have we prolonged enough? Should we get into the stories? Well, uh, uh, since we always start with movies, uh, it sounds like Chris Hemsworth might only do one more Thor. Well, I, I read a weird story. So he does this show on Disney Plus. I think it's called like Limitless or something. Yeah, I just heard about that. I and saw it, that on there. And I don't have no idea what it is about. He goes on like I think like different like I think it's almost like a travel show, and he does like different activities or whatever one of but the world's limitless if you have money (laughs) but like apparently he found out like not that he has alzheimer's but like he has the gene that makes him more susceptible to it or something yeah he's got like two copies of this gene that make you very susceptible to having alzheimer's and so apparently that just like he said made him want to spend like more time with his family or something just in case right but i mean my thing, way of thinking is like, no, that means you should ask him more while you can. Yeah, I, I mean, he's <laughs> well, got... While you can remember your lines. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he has all the money he needs and more. 
But he also, I, I guess there was some comment he made, like, that he was done working with Mad Directors, which I assume is, uh, what's his name, Taiki, uh, Taika Waititi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said I called him a Mad Director? Well, he said he was through working with Mad Directors, which I assume was a reference to him. Hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. I thought they got along. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was very well-liked. So, I don't know. I thought I saw a thing today that said that Chris Hemsworth was cast in that uh, Mad Max prequel, Furiosa. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't even know that was coming. Yeah, apparently, I don't know if they're filming it yet, but I'm excited about that. I like Fury Road a lot. Okay, prequel to Fury Road, not like prequel to Mad Max altogether. <laughs> right, right. Just a prequel to to Fury Road. <laughs> it's like a story of him just actually being a cop. Like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> so he plays like Mad Max in this movie. I'm not sure. I, I'm not even sure if the character of Max is going to be in it because it, okay. it, I think it centers around Furiosa. Uh, I think who, who's going to be played by that Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Furiosa was played by Charlize Theron in Fury Road, so right. it's like oh. the origin of her character. Oh, she's a lot younger. Than this. Well, I should... My arm! <laughs> right. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth's going to be like one of those milking cow people. <laughs> yeah, they should just have He's just like, like in a 30-second opening. Yeah, <laughs> nothing roll. <laughs> and then he dies terribly. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if you could get nothing but those roles in like a ton of movies. <laughs> you get paid like two million dollars to be in like thirty seconds of a movie. <laughs> I like how Mad Max is just like this world is horrible and it's only getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's just over the top crazy all the time. Yeah, I feel like a Buddhist made that movie. You know, life sucks and it's suffering. That's what it is. <laughs> Bring back Mel Gibson. <laughs> He's like 90 years old. <laughs> I feel like people would only watch it if you killed him horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you put him and Kanye West in. <laughs> the cleansing of the Jews. <laughs> uh. Well, I think I think it was another like slow news week, but do you guys want to get into, into story time? I got nothing, so you better bring it. <laughs> well, you better you better provide expert commentary. <laughs> Sound effects. <laughs> uh, but anyway, for those that haven't watched or listened, uh, we're going to go around the table. Everybody w- except Lazy Lester wah, wah, wah. is going to bring a story from a, a wacky news story from around the globe. And we'll see if we can't just make something funny and or entertaining out of it. And as tradition dictates, AJ, we usually start with you. So what do you got for us? All right. We're always covering Marvel properties and stuff on this show. So I figured we could cover a, a little bit of Marvel-related uh, crime or crime busting. A number of suspected drug dealers found themselves on the wrong end of an encounter with a team of superheroes as police raided a house and arrested them dressed up as a variety of Marvel characters. Uh, four members of the police force in Peru uh, struck upon the novel idea of dressing up as members of the Avengers to enter into the dangerous area of the capital, Lima, and make their arrests. So the alleged drug dealers were confronted with Spider-Man, Thor, Captain America, and Black Widow bashing down their door to get in. First of all, Captain America, you're in Peru. Couldn't you be Captain Peru or something? You think Black Widow is a man or a woman? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. <laughs> it's ugly Black Widow. He's like, Ronaldo, you have that juicy booty. It's not black enough in here, Black Widow. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, to be fair, at least one of them carries a large hammer with them, uh, so the tools were there. It's like plastic, though. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> the idea was that the members of the special Peruvian police force would dress up in their fancy dress costumes in the hope of convincing the public that they were advertising for a Halloween concert. However, it was actually all part of an operation that was aptly titled Marvel and was aimed at bringing drug dealers to justice. <laughs> they all got machine guns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the four police Test officers... Your spider sense. Yeah, I, I bet they didn't use their superpowers to bring them. <laughs> so the four police officers got their costumes on and walked down the road in San Juan de Lurin Gancho on Saturday, and nobody batted an eyelid. Uh, then they produced their special equipment and broke down a steel door gaining entry into the property. At that stage, 10 other police officers entered the building and made four arrests, taking three men and a woman into custody. This seems like shoddy work, though. Like, you've got 10 other guys who aren't dressed up as the Avengers or <laughs> as mutants. <laughs> Those four are just to rub salt in the wound. <laughs> Thor just comes by and, like, hits a handcuffed guy with his plastic hammer, like, right in the head. <laughs> at the beginning police claimed that the people inside the building uh thought that the whole thing was some sort of halloween joke <laughs> well yeah probably then they started to shoot <laughs> and we got something's up here <laughs> there's a serious side to this because they did find a number of types of drugs within the house which could have been moved on and sold to the local community. Uh, Police Colonel David Villanueva said uh, in this building, an entire family was dedicating themselves to micro-commercialization of drugs. The drugs were were going to be sold in a park nearby. They arrested four people dressed up in Marvel get-ups, dressed up in their Marvel get-ups. Well, at least they're off the streets now. In the house, the police discovered 3,250 small packages containing cocaine paste, which is a basis extract of the coca leaf and 287 bags of cocaine as well as 127 bags of marijuana i think the marijuana is fine (laughs) (laughs) so uh not an insignificant amount then Uh, according to reports a kilogram of cocaine paste can sell for around 380 dollars in peru uh, with the more refined and purest version of the drug cocaine hydrochloride fetching around one thousand dollars well, guys, uh, next time you see the Avengers and you got drugs on you, <laughs> run. It's a raid. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man might be coming for you, your baggie. <laughs> I thought I saw a story recently. I, thought, I want to say it was like India, but like all this marijuana disappeared from like their evidence room. <laughs> and they're like, the rats ate it. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been the rats. <laughs> Yeah, I I imagine like evidence lockers like with all yeah, these drugs it's free like, for all. Yeah, we don't hear about it, but I'm sure like half that stuff goes missing. Yeah, probably straight back on the street. Yeah. <laughs> the evidence like lock or security guard, he's just like smoking <laughs> reefer all day. He's like, ah, this I is- could I could do this job every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are going to start applying. <laughs> I'm all for this, though. I think they should start like uh, <laughs> these superhero like raids all the time. This is this is this could go wrong so fast. <laughs> you see like bodies of Spider-Man and Thor in a shootout, and you're like, oh no. Well, that's the thing. If Spider-Man breaks into your home and you shoot him, you'd be like. You- 
If you say, well, I didn't know it was a cop. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, some fucking crackhead dressed like Spider-Man. <laughs> that is true. Like, what if this raid went horribly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have Disney, like, they're all dead. Off millions to, like, not have this in the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, the 9 o'clock news. Yeah. Spider-Man, Thor, and, uh, yeah. Captain they were America. gunned down in line of duty. Because an international they will not incident be with Captain up. America. Yeah. <laughs> what was he doing there? In an alternate universe. They had no powers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, silliness. Yeah. That was a special forces forces unit in Peru, by the way. <laughs> you think those guys had like fucked up the week before and the captain was like, hey. You're going to be Spider-Man. <laughs> I wish no, I you're going to be Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. <laughs> Short straws, Black Widow. <laughs> oh, uh, who would be like the like the most demeaning <laughs> superhero? <laughs> You're mad reader lad. Oh yeah, Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy with bow and arrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my neck. <laughs> that one hurt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hawkeye is almost worse than Black yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um well, I just got this story today that I thought was a little bit uh, grim. Uh, little nursing home of horrors. Nurse chopped off man's foot without, without his consent. Um, forced amputation is something you'd only expect to see in horror movies, but the horrifying concept turned into reality at a Wisconsin nursing home. A nurse at Spring Valley Health and Rehab Center... Uh, stands accused of cutting off a resident man's foot. According to media reports, the man never consented to the operation and died shortly afterward. Uh, but that's not the worst part. The whole story gets worse once you learn what the nurse planned to do with the severed foot. Witnesses claim Mary Kay Brown, 38, placed the foot in a freezer after removing it. Brown allegedly intended to have the limb preserved at her family's taxidermy shop and use it to scare children into wearing their winter boots. What? <laughs> you guys see Arrested Development? How no. cool. <laughs> There's a guy who's missing an arm or Wait, something. They're like... <laughs> The guy died, but the, that's not the worst part. The worst part was she was going to use his foot to scare children. <laughs> well, like, where are your boots? The worst part is he died. <laughs> that is kind of true. <laughs> but just the idea of, like, kids, if you don't wear your boots, you're going to get, like, hypothermia and you're going to lose your foot. And she straight foot. up murdered a man for that foot to teach that lesson. <laughs> Brown allegedly intended to have the limb preserved at her... Oh, yeah, at the taxidermy shop. Uh, that sounds like the kind of thing uh, a responsible professional nurse would do. Um, I guess that sentence was ironic. Uh, the 62-year-old resident arrived at <clears throat> the nursing home in March of 2022. Uh, even at the time he arrived, he was not in great condition. Uh, the man who had been living alone had fallen in his home and been unable to get up. It's unknown how long he spent on the floor, but it must have been a considerable amount of time. We're saying that because by the time he was discovered, his foot was dead. The heat in his home had been turned off, so his foot had succumbed to frostbite and became necrotic. Yeah, like... Okay, so it is a, it's a bad foot. <laughs> it is, but like... 
if you're just like not actually outside expose the elements but in a house with no heat like how long do you think it would take for a frostbite to set in uh, why just his foot maybe the rest of him had clothes on and hey maybe i don't know it it's something that can take some time uh <sighs> So, in all honesty, the foot was never going to make it and would have needed amputation, but not like this. Uh, So, the man was admitted to the nursing home in March, but for some reason, the nursing home decided to do absolutely nothing about the dead foot. The necrosis only kept advancing and eating away at his flesh. According to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, by late May, the man's foot was hanging on by a single tendon and a two-inch thick strip of skin. The weird thing, so like... Why isn't this man in a regular hospital, first of all, rather than this nursing home? Right. You'd think you'd have to send him to a hospital to see a surgeon. And how can they see his foot in this kind of condition and be like, oh, no, he doesn't need to go to the hospital right <laughs> They're now. like, we can get three more uh, monthly checks out of this guy. I bet that's exactly what they were thinking. Uh, the extreme necrosis was also causing him other problems. An inspection report noted that he was so delirious and incoherent that he couldn't even take his morphine painkillers. Not only that, he had managed to fall from his bed shortly before his foot was cut off. Uh, in the incident, he injured the already dead foot even further. Despite that, one nurse noted that the man was able to uh, wiggle his toes. That was on the morning of May 27th. And that would be the last wiggle the man's toes did. Later that day, Brown would cut off the foot for good. Um, according to a criminal complaint, Brown told uh, of her plan to remove the man's foot to two other nurses. By her own admission, she knew she wasn't qualified or authorized to carry out the procedure, but she insisted on doing it for one for the man's comfort. I mean, I mean, if I was looking at it every day, I'd probably be thinking about cutting that son of a bitch off too. But the other thing, she told these other nurses, and they don't fucking do shit. They're just like, okay, this crazy bitch is going to cut this guy's foot off even yeah. though she doesn't know how. I mean, uh, if it's just hanging on by a tendon, I'm, I, I bet they're thinking, like, how bad could she really mess it up at this point, right? <laughs> oh, the other nurses didn't do nothing. The other nurses told Brown off and asked her to leave the foot attached. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't you do it. <laughs> Shortly afterward, Brown and two other nursing assistants entered the man's room to change his bandages. But instead of doing her supposed duty, Brown produced a pair of bandage scissors. Using them, she cut through the skin and tended, severing the man's foot. One of the nurses present said that uh, the man didn't appear to mind or necessarily uh, even notice having the foot chopped off. This contradicts the account of another nurse who said the man uh, told him that he felt everything and it hurt very bad. After the amputation, Brown placed the foot into a biohazard bag and stuffed it in a freezer, but she wasn't planning to leave it there. Testimony from one nursing assistant claims that Brown asked her to retrieve the foot so she could take it to her family's taxidermy shop. She wanted to get it preserved and played... Uh, and place it on display with a sign reading, Wear your boots, kids. <laughs> the man passed away within a few days of the amputation. At the moment, there's no official indication that removing the foot hastened his death. But, what? Of course it did. Uh, but nurses say his condition deteriorated rapidly after the procedure. Uh, fortunately, Brown's sick plan never came to fruition, though no thanks to s- uh, swift action. It took two days before one of the nursing assistants present at the amputation informed Tracy Wrights, the nursing home's director, about what had happened. Uh, 
The nursing home informed the authorities finally a week later, but it was an anonymous tip-off that launched an investigation into, into the nursing home. As it turns out, the nursing home has an impressive list of safety and regulation violations. Uh, surprise, surprise. Not only has the amputation incident resulted in citations for five different reporting and healthcare in infractions, the nursing home has a long history of other violations as well, including a failure to report and investigate a sexual assault and a patient's head injury after falling from a wheelchair. For many of the federal felony violations, the maximum penalties in include $100,000 fines and up to 40 years in prison. Uh, but it's just crazy that like, you know, first of all, like we were saying, like that he didn't go straight to a hospital, that he ended up there, that they didn't forward him to a hospital, that this crazy ass nurse, like, uh, you know, told the other nurses and they like didn't take more severe action, you, you know, and then she actually did it. And then the guy like dies. It's just like, it seemed like failure after failure. Yeah. A lot of bad decisions. And I have to assume, just like you said, it was more of like them being like, oh, we can get more money out of this guy the longer he stays here. Yeah, he should have been reported and sent to a, a, like a real hospital, apparently. Yeah. Of course, I don't know. Like, how much money do you think this guy had? The fact that he, like, you know, fell in his apartment and was just, like, freezing to death there for however long. Yeah. That didn't have heat, you know. I, I can't assume this guy was a money bag. Well, I mean, it could like, have been state money. The question Possibly. Is, how did he end up in the nursing home? Like, so he he was found in his apartment. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't think he'd go to a nursing home. You'd, it seemed like he would go straight to a hospital. That's uh, that's the other thing I don't get. Like, who found him? Like, and, and you, you know, you would think the immediate thing would be like, oh, this guy needs a hospital. Let's call an ambulance or whatever. Like, how did he even end up in the nursing home? That's what I want to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> he shouldn't have been in a nursing home. I don't know. But <laughs> he was 62? Sick. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a man. He was young. Yeah, that's not even that old. I don't. This guy had some bad he, genes or something. I don't know. What? I mean, the fact like? that he like fell down and like <clears throat> wasn't even physically able to like get to a phone or like yeah. call out for help or I don't know. Sixty two. There might have been other things wrong with him. <laughs> I've seen bodybuilders at 62. The fact that her plan was like, I'm going to take that foot and like use it to scare children <laughs> into wearing their boots, though. That's, that's the, that is the psychotic thing. Oh, oh, so that reminds me, in Arrested Development, there was a character that um, who was missing a hand. And uh, their, the father, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, he would always uh, have that guy teach his kids a lesson. So like... Uh, let's say they didn't put milk in the fridge, like they forgot to put a sign saying we're out of milk or something. Some there'd be some drawn out crazy lesson at the end. This guy would be like, oh! and they'd be like, and that's why you put a sign saying there's no more milk in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like this lady got her uh, her lessons from that show. Well, guys, should we review the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Let's do it. All right. I I mean, I don't know if we have to go into to detail on this yeah. one as much There's as we There's not a ton to review. Do other stuff. Uh, before we do any spoilers, uh, I guess, what was your guys' just kind of impression of it? It was just a fun little silly family type, show, you know, 30-minute special. It was, it was cute. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, it kind of felt the same where, like, it, it was fun enough, but, like, it felt totally inconsequential, which yeah. I guess 
maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. Right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's not something that I don't think it was fun enough that it's something I would ever like revisit. It's, it's not like yeah. another Christmas is going to come along and I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's not like an annual Christmas show where you just right. watch it every year with the kids or something. Right. Is that how you felt too? Is it was like, yeah, it was all right. Um, okay, yeah, let's, uh, who cares? Let's get into spoilers. It was only a 45 minute show, so, so, so whatever. Um, I mean, I, first of all, I have some questions for you guys. So it's been a minute since I watched Guardians Volume Two. Yeah. Um, she said, um, so Mantis like mentions that like, um, Ego was also her father and she was like Lyria Tellen. Star Lord, that did they set that up in that movie? Because I c- honestly couldn't remember. I, I didn't remember I, that I, being so. I right. thought she was more like an assistant. I didn't realize she was one of his children. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought too. I didn't realize that she was one of the his children. And then also, like she mentions, I think that they like bought um, nowhere from the collector. Was that set up in in a prior movie? I didn't even catch that part. Yeah, I thought the collector was dead. I didn't. Even... I don't know. I believe there was a she had a line where she mentioned like somehow they they actually bought nowhere from the collector. That's yeah, the dog. That. No, that's uh, Cosmo. But he nowhere escaped is... when the collector is got blown up or whatever. The collector was Benicio del Toro's right. character. But the dog was in his collection. Yeah, he was in one of those oh, yeah. cages. Yeah. So here's like a little uh, Easter egg. Was that um uh, on Adventure Time Lady Rainicorn? Is that the same voice for the dog? Oh, I oh! I mean, I don't watch Adventure Time, so I wouldn't know. Because it's got like some kind of like voice box thing that lets it talk. In the the uh, video game, uh, it was a male voice. So this is the one they changed it up into like a female, like Russian voice. Was it Russian? Yeah. Oh, okay, Lady Rainicorn is like Japanese, I think. It's supposed to be that uh, that dog. That they, what was that dog's name that they sent into space, like in the fifties or whatever? Yeah, I think it is supposed to be like a take on that. Yeah, um, yeah this dog's name is Cosmo. I don't. Okay. Oh, maybe like Cosmo, not maybe. Yeah, it could be something like that. Um. Uh. But anyway, we start off with uh, like an animated intro where like. Um, oh man, that animated intro threw me off. I was like, is this whole thing gonna be like? Lord of the Rings cartoon looking. <laughs> well, I knew from the previews it wasn't going to be, but I was. I did wonder, like, how long is this going to last? Part of me was like, why didn't they just shoot this instead of animating it? But I guess, well, it's a flashback, so I guess you can kind yeah, of. Yeah, that would have cost more money. Plus, it's like I don't know. You get to find a kid, and <laughs> and like you got to put uh, Yondu and all his makeup again. I don't. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, they just had this little intro with him, Star-Lord, as a kid, and he's he's with um, Sean Gunn's brother. I forget what that character's name is. And he's teaching him Christmas, and then Yondu comes in, and he's like, what's all the... He's like the, the Scrooge, you know? He's like, what's all this shit? And he, like, you know, kicks the tree, and, like, he's like, this is bullshit or whatever. And then, so, it goes to uh, present day, and we find out, like, Mantis was telling that story, and she she's, like, she can tell Star-Lord's, like, really down, so she wants to, like, uh, cheer him up, and, and the, um, Sean Gunn's character says that, um, uh, apparently there's, like, this, uh, what does he say, there's, like, a calendar that tells him, like, <laughs> that on Earth it's it's almost Christmas or something, they have, like, this universal calendar or some weird bullshit. <laughs> Um, and so, um, yeah, 
Now, again, um, another question I had is she mentions like, oh, he's really down because like he misses Gamora. Now, at the end of uh, Endgame, like, you know, the first Gamora died, but then don't they get like a, a another Gamora from the time stream, like an earlier version? Yeah. Like, where's she? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's understandable to me because like she doesn't really know them like the old Gamora did. So right? She's like, yeah, she's probably just, just doing her own thing out there. Yeah, she needed him in the nuts and like disappeared yeah. into the universe. <laughs> 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 Pretty much what happened. Yeah. Oh, did she? Oh, I was thinking that like at the end of Endgame, like she was at the funeral. Yeah, I was thinking she was still uh, like with them. Yeah. Yeah. But then like uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, like the Guardians were there and she wasn't there. Now this, she wasn't there. And so I, I'm like, I just don't know what the status of that character is. Yeah. I, I kind of assume she just peeled off. Yeah. I think they're going to, that's what I imagine the next story is going to be. Yeah. Like, I assume Guardians 3 will have to loop her in, probably get her memories back by the end of the movie or something. Yeah. something. Um, I mean, I don't remember all the, the, it seemed like there was like some funny dialogue between Drax and Mantis. Where, like, he has that whole thing of, like, telling her, like, she ate all the nuts or whatever. Oh, yeah, Ragnut, Zagnuts or whatever. Yeah, and then eventually, like, she goes off on him. <laughs> Nobody cares about the Zagnuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, her plan is to go to Earth and uh, kidnap Kevin Bacon, who she's under the impression is, like, this huge hero uh, because of the way uh, Star-Lord talks about him. Uh, so they go to Earth, and I thought this was weird. So, like, they have this bit where, like, they f- they first fly in, and, like, these people are looking at the spaceship and freaking out. And, and so, like, um, she's like, you did, like, turn on the cloak or whatever. And he's like, of course. And then, you know, he, he forgot, and he goes and does it. But, like, the Earthlings, they, they've seen spaceships. They've seen aliens. You know, would they really be? I mean, they would be like, "Oh, a spaceship," but they wouldn't be all freaked out. Like they—they know this shit exists, right? I think they do. I mean, I'd be freaked out. <laughs> like every time the they see an Earth, like a spaceship, something bad happens, right? Like the. I mean, I don't the know the invasion and then <laughs> Endgame. There's some of that, but it seems like. I don't know. Like the Wakandans have spacecrafts, and it seems like you know Shield has spacecrafts. It seems like they wouldn't always be freaked out the first thing they saw one, but maybe I don't know. <laughs> that giant flying battleship thing, <laughs> <laughs> the helicarrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be more freaked out to see yeah. the helicarrier. Like <laughs> this, gonna... this defies physics. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Uh, they have this whole bit where they go down like uh, the street where there's like other like superhero like cosplayer like people you can pay to have your photograph with. Oh, another thing is like Mantis like saw the Captain America guy. She's like Steve. Like, did she not know that Captain America like left or whatever? We all look the same to her. <laughs> um. So, uh, oh, they for some reason end up going to a gay bar and getting really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, was just kind of a throwaway. It's not a Christmas party. Sure. <laughs> uh, they end up uh, fi- um, finding Kevin Bacon's house, um, and they have this whole thing where the police show up and uh, like she puts him to sleep with her power, and like Drax like tips one of the cars over. Um, I mean, again, they had some funny dialogue with Drax, like wanting like the Christmas elf thing. And wanting to go back for it. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, I, I liked how they expanded on uh, Mantis's like personality. You know, like yeah, she's, she's coming out of her shell a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she had a 
a lot of funny moments. Yeah. And also her powers, like, I, th- I thought they were lame at first, but after seeing her, like, basically being able to convince anybody to do anything, I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and then once they get Kevin Bacon on board and they're taking him back, like, they find out that he's just an actor and they're like... And, like, Drax is like, oh, we hate you now. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all actors. (laughs) Even at the end, like, when they like him and, like, Nebula was like, oh, I guess not all actors are total pieces (laughs) of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did uh, skip over at the beginning. Like, there's that alien band that, like. Oh, right. Yeah, that was kind of drawn out. It it was kind of weird, too. Like, I guess it was an entertaining song, but at the same time, like, like, what lore did they read that they came up with those <laughs> lyrics? Yeah, uh, that's pretty uh, in- intricate. Like lore, it's I know, almost right too on everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they get there and they uh, uh, kind of like you know throw the Christmas surprise for Star Lord and turn on all the Christmas lights, and then Groot wheels out the uh, present is Kevin Bacon. And at first, like, Star-Lord's, like, freaked out, and he finds out that Mantis used her powers on him. So she takes off, like, her powers, and then Kevin Bacon's, like, freaking out. And then he's about to leave, but then, like, uh, Sean Gunn, like, tells him about how Star-Lord was down, and they were trying to, like, bring him the meaning of Christmas or whatever. So then Kevin Bacon, I guess, like... um, He's musical too. I guess in real life he does have a band, doesn't he? The yeah. Bacon Brothers or whatever. Bacon Brothers. So he starts singing some Christmas song, and they're all exchanging gifts. You know what I thought was a weird bit is like a lot of them get these presents that are like these little like claymation like uh, uh, diagrams of like things that already happened in this Christmas special, and I'm like, Who? and that were currently happening as well. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I was like, who made these, and how did they know? Yeah, that's the greatest power of all. <laughs> well, I think, didn't Groot give them all those? Oh. I assume it was a Groot present. Maybe, but it was nonsense. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I remember, like, uh, Nebula gave Rocket the Winter Soldier's arm. Oh, right. And... I kind of forget. There was a couple Cosmo other... Cosmo gave that guy a dead rat. Oh, yeah. That, that bit was actually yeah, kind of funny. Cute, yeah. Groot got a Game Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, I guess Kevin... After that, like, Kevin Bacon says his goodbyes or whatever, and he leaves, I think. Mantis reveals to uh, Peter Quill that she's his sister. That's right. And he's that's like... The big Christmas That's video. the best present ever. Yeah. And he tells him how the story of Yondu ruining Christmas actually ended, which, and so they have another animated part where like Yondu found uh, the Christmas present that was meant for him, which was that like little troll doll Mm -hmm. from the first movie or whatever. And uh, then he gave Star-Lord the present of his element guns and uh, everyone lived happily (laughs) after, I guess. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, I mean, uh, my overall thoughts was it was fine. Probably nothing I would ever revisit, but it was fine. It was like I don't know, seven out of ten maybe. So, uh, uh, why didn't Mantis lose her powers when Ego died? I mean, was his? Did oh, maybe, his maybe his her mom had powers. <laughs> well, again, well, again, it it it's been a minute. He hinted since. that he lost his powers when Ego died. Who did? 
Peter Quill. Star Lord. Uh, I need to watch Guardians two again. Um, I mean, but what was his powers really? Like he was, he, he could like create stuff like a god. Yeah. Like he had ego's powers. He could manipulate. Uh, the stuff. I guess I need to watch that again. But I mean, he didn't have those until he interacted with ego. Right. Well, he he had the power to like hold the the stone in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Well, I thought just the fact that he was half whatever he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, made him. So, so you think after Ego died, he became basically completely like human? Or it seems like he was trying to use it and he couldn't use it or something. It seems like there was some scene like that. So yeah, I don't know. Like, like I said, I didn't even know that Mantis was technically like one of his kids. <clears throat> so yeah, they like to bust out little things like that just to spice things up. So, so yeah, maybe. I mean, <clears throat> you think. Based on her looks and power, like her mother had to be, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. I guess, yeah, an empath too, probably. I don't know. Freaking mantis! <laughs> <laughs> a celestial banged a mantis, and that's what happened. <laughs> that dude fucked everything in the galaxy. Yeah. You know, I was looking forward to this more than the Werewolf by Night one, but I think the Werewolf by Night one was actually better. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So but I like these little holiday specials. It's fun. Yeah, they could keep these doing, going. What what should they do for an Easter special? <laughs> is there any characters that make sense? Adam for? Warlock. I mean, he is going to be like in the third Guardians movie. Oh yeah, they did say something about being back for Easter, right? Oh yeah, there was like that little post uh, credit scene. And they do call him Space Jesus. Who knows? <laughs> oh yeah, Warlock. They do, don't they? We'll see. What I would you think guys? We'd already know about that if they're doing something. For what Easter. would you guys rate this? Yeah, like a. Six and a half, seven. Yeah, okay. yeah, maybe a six. Yeah, it was just, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Um, well, we are over the hour mark. You guys got anything else you want to talk about before Nothing. we? Nothing good. I, I, this was one of those shows where I'm like, man, I wish I had like something juicier going into it. But yeah. so, some weeks, this is just what it is. But we still had fun, and we hope everybody listening along had fun. Um. <laughs> this is usually where we plug uh, uh, Twitter. Um, do you guys? Everyone seems to be like making like profiles on this new Hive format. Have you guys heard of this? No. Apparently, like it's like a, a, another social media platform that's only run by like a couple like people, like a very small operation. But I'm like, how did people like then like even hear about this? And like, yeah, who knows. But I, I still notice, like, all these people that are like, oh, uh, like, they're po- on Twitter posting, like, oh, I made a Hive thing, but then they keep posting to Twitter, so it's yeah. like, <laughs> I'm guessing it's not, like, uh, great yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, if you guys will, please subscribe to the uh, both the YouTube channel and uh, to the podcast in audio form on your uh, podcast service of choice. Uh, leave us thumbs up, uh, comments. Um, we like hearing from you guys. Um, positive reviews and yeah uh, while Twitter is still around uh, why not come and visit us uh, guys where can people find you on the Twitter at a name for this too and that's the number two at unsolicited SUG and you can of course find me at Zach Jones Live that's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E and that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week please 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 tune in again next week bye guys take care have a good one